0: Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's what we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having
1: fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Hello, hello again.
0: We are back. I know you missed us so much, but we are now back with another great episode for you. And today we are going to talk about something uh, a little bit different or a different way of talking about some of the same things that we've talked about in the past. And that is how to be a better you, not a different you, once you engage in a relationship or once you find somebody that you want to date. Because when you first get caught up in a new relationship, it's really easy to suddenly decide that you're going to like sports and pick a sports team or it's suddenly that you're going to decide that you like to go fishing or that you're going to wear a different style of clothes just because that's the presentation or the front that you may have talked about at the beginning of the relationship before you met or before any of that other stuff happened. And so today we want to talk about how you can maintain your own individuality and not get caught up in what the Relationship is turning you into.
1: So it's kind of like that offshoot of not losing yourself, which we have talked about uh, a number of times on the podcast. We've done a couple of like full episodes on it, but like some of our themes, it's always kind of woven in to when we talk about new partners and new relationships and how do you still keep you and your individuality and your goals and your drive? And how do you support that same person with their goals and their individuality and their drive? And Creating this relationship that is the two of you bringing your best selves to it and not creating something where you've turned into like one identity, one personality, like one thing and letting it be a beautiful weaving of what makes you cool and interesting, what makes them cool and interesting. And how can you create this relationship that celebrates and lets both of you enjoy what you love and want to enjoy? I love
0: that. And I think, you know, we were talking a little bit before this. And one of the things that really came into into focus here when we were preparing for the episode is talking about what your personal interests are and not losing sight of the things that you like to do because you're in a relationship and making sure that you are making time for the things that you like to do, whether or not that becomes a couple's activity or remains a solo activity.
1: You know, we've all heard stories and I'm sure we've all at one point or another been that girlfriend who like all of a sudden is just a huge fan of that movie or that band or that team or whatever and let our own personality get lost in it or feel embarrassed because we like something that maybe isn't considered mainstream or maybe it is, you know, for all like the Taylor Swift fans out there. I know a lot of them don't care, but sometimes, you know, you probably have, I'm sure a few closet fans out there, but it's trying to create that space where both people feel comfortable and safe to talk about what they want to do. Where do they see themselves? Where do they want to grow? And how can you support them on that journey? And how can, more importantly, how can they support you as well? Because it's not a one-way street. It's not about you doing all the supporting. It's that mutual, I support you in this particular thing. I hope you support me in this particular thing.
0: It's no secret if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or if anybody's been listening for a while, that my significant other and I have been in a relationship for over five years at this point. And talking about this topic very specifically, I think back to the beginning of the relationship, and this isn't a one-sided thing because men are driven to please and take care of and and be that front and center in a relationship. And so I remember, although my, my significant other and I are pretty good at maintaining our individual identities and our individual interests, and we have crossover where there's crossover and no crossover where there isn't crossover, and it's fine either way. At the beginning, I remember he came in and he said, okay, do you want to go clothes shopping with me? And he kept asking me what I like, and they were his clothes. And he ended up buying some of those things and then never ended up wearing them because they weren't his style. They were my style and what, I would have dressed him in, but it doesn't matter what I would have dressed him in because I'm going to accept him in exactly what he's wearing. And it's that kind of thing. Are you changing your clothing style for your significant other? Do you like what you're wearing now? And if you don't, maybe it's time to rethink the clothes that you're putting on and the, the makeup that you're wearing in the relationship to take that off and make sure that you're able to be in a relationship authentically in a way that you enjoy.
1: That's a a good point because I think there's always room to like grow and evolve. And if you are with somebody and maybe they're really talented at some particular at sewing or doing something and they have a particular style, it's not to say that you can't wear something that isn't your style just to please and support your partner. But maybe there's something that they do that you didn't realize you're like, oh, I think I kind of like that. (laughs) It's Giving yourself this permission to be like, I can incorporate aspects of this. Maybe I like a particular shoe brand that they like. It's not changing my entire wardrobe, but it's able to incorporate pieces that still speak about me and still say who I am, but are also a nod to your person being like, hey, we've got matching shoes or whatever it is. This is about not letting your whole entire identity and personality be taken over and flipped upside down because this new person has said, I don't like this. I don't like that. And there's, you can always change and grow and evolve, but just always stopping and saying back to yourself, is this because I, want to do this because I think it looks nice on me because it's something that I want to try or am I feeling pressure that if I'm not going to, if I don't try these things, do these things, be a part of whatever community is, that I'm not going to be accepted. They're no longer going to want to date me and this is going to be the end of a relationship. And it might, and that's a scary place to be. But if it's coming from a place of you want to try and there's an okay if it works, okay if it doesn't, I say go for it. But if you're feeling this pressure, That is kind of all or nothing. Then I would step back and maybe pause. See, there might be some pink flags turning into red over here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there is nothing wrong with venturing out, trying a new style, trying a new activity, trying a new thing. But I think there is a big difference between pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and trying something new and deciding for yourself whether or not you like it and stepping outside of your comfort zone for somebody else and liking something that you don't like because it pleases somebody else that you're with and it makes them more comfortable or it makes this relationship look better on the outside, right? On that surface level, it looks like you have this great relationship where inside, instead of becoming a better you and a more authentic you, you're burying down your feelings and you're burying down your dislike. And that leads to resentment. And that's really an interesting dynamic there because when you start putting that down, you think that your significant other should recognize that your, doing this for them. Whether you like it or you don't like it or whatever, you're doing it for them. And you may start that with no expectations other than being in this relationship. But at some point, you may then put those expectations on your significant other to go do the things that you enjoy that they don't. And then when they don't do them, oh, that can blow up a whole into a whole nother level. Yeah,
1: right? (laughs) Like oh things were going so well. And you're like, but I'm now just getting the courage to say I don't like this particular thing. <laughs> well, and it was something early on in my relationship that I had talked to when we were like just getting to know each other. I'm like, I'm on a very specific kind of healing path for myself. Not saying that what I do is necessarily something that you want to do, but this is what I'm doing to be kind to myself, to do something for myself. And I was very adamant that I was going to be with somebody who had their own version of their healing journey to want to be better for themselves, who wasn't okay to just be complacent and to be where they are. Not saying that that's good or bad, that I wasn't looking for that. So that's how we have started. We had these conversations early on about supporting each other to be better meaning supporting each other when he had to study more and we couldn't spend as much time together, when I had more classes and we couldn't see each other as often. So it's, again, finding these compromises too of very clearly knowing what you want and what you expect in this relationship and how you want to be better. And maybe knowing how they can support you to be better and how you can support them is having those kind of uncomfortable conversations. Like, what do you need this week? What don't you need from me? (laughs) So it's like, okay, is it not texting you during this particular time? Is it not expecting that we'll be able to see each other every day? So you have to start having some of these conversations and not just assuming that it's going to work itself out. And it could, but I think you can save yourself a lot of time and heartache if you just talk to each other about what your expectations are to be better, more authentic versions of yourself something else that we've talked about
0: in the past that I really think is important to circle back around to. And that is expectations because we put all these unconscious, unspoken, unset expectations on other people in our lives, whether that's our kids, our parents, our significant other. And I don't, I shouldn't say that it's just a woman thing because men do it too. But speaking from a woman's perspective as a nurturer and taking care of some other people. We go out of our way to take care of the other people in our lives. And we expect the other people in our lives to turn around and give that same thing back to us in the same way that we have given it to them. And although we give it freely when we give it there are these expectations on it and at that point it makes me question are you really giving it freely or are you giving it with the expectation that you're going to get something back out of it no matter what that something is and taking a look at that and releasing those expectations and when you are nurturing and giving and pouring into other people your significant other your children your parents your family your friends doing that in a way that feels joyful, regardless of whether or not it's reciprocated.
1: Before I was a recovering people pleaser, that part became my identity, right? It was like, how much can I do for others? Because that equals my worth in said relationships. It was never necessarily about what I was going to, what I was getting back was this validation that I was worth keeping around because they liked the good stuff that I gave for them. And then the vicious cycle starts all over again. And then it came to this point where I had to kind of step back and be like, but my cup keeps running out and nobody else is helping me fill it up. And I'm not having time to fill it up. And so it had to be this space of, it's okay to say no. It's okay to ask for what I need. And that's been something that's been a struggle in this relationship, not because he wouldn't give back. It's just, it's still a practice for me to say, I need you to do this for me today. (laughs) I need a hug or I need us to have a conversation or I just need something. And it's not being needy and it's not being clingy. And you're not the cool girlfriend. If you don't ask for what you want, you're in a mature relationship, hopefully. So that's what comes with it is saying, I need this from you today i would like this to happen and life is not a rom-com i have to remind myself of this all the time that they're not going to miraculously know all of these things sometimes i have to spell it out like no i really need this today could you come over and we can just talk can you just come over and give me a hug i need to have a conversation yes we've talked about this topic <laughs> it feels ad nauseum but i need some more reassurance and knowing that that's okay you're not being needy you're not being clingy this is how you show how i can be a better person <laughs> is this this is how we can be better for each other is by communicating our needs and our wants and then doing our best to meet said needs and wants
0: I think it's important to note and can be very beneficial to realize that if you get a hug because you asked for it, that is just as valuable as if they just know you need a hug and give you a hug because you're asking for what you want and they are giving you what you're asking for. There's value in that. And we don't need to be upset because they didn't recognize that we needed a hug when we knew in our heads we needed one, but didn't tell them. And I think sometimes we hold that against our significant others or the other people in our lives when we don't ask for what we want and we get upset that we don't get it. But then when we do ask for what we want and we get upset that we had to ask for it because we think we would just know. So why don't they just know? And the truth is, you may have known because you're a nurturer or because that's the type of thing that you pay attention to or because that's something that's important to you or that's something that you've made a practice of doing But they're a different person and to meet them and accept them where they're at. If you are in a relationship, then you are choosing to accept where they are at and you are letting them become better on their journey without fixing or changing them.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I saw this TikTok the other day where this woman had dressed up specifically to go out to dinner with her husband and they were meeting friends and he didn't say she looked beautiful. And she stopped herself as they were walking towards the restaurant because she felt herself getting angry and resentful. And then she stopped and she asked him and he took a look. He's like, yeah, babe, you look gorgeous. And she's like, And that's when it all melted and that's when it disappeared and building that trust with your person to be like, they're not saying that just because they know that'll shut me up, right? (laughs) Hopefully you've created this space where you know, it's coming from someplace genuine. I like to think I'm pretty observant, but my boyfriend asked me if I noticed something about his hair the other day and I'm like, no, but now that you've said something about it, I will make sure that it's on my radar to watch. (laughs) But we, like you said, we don't always know. So sometimes it'd be like, I know that he's on this health and workout routine. So I make it a point when I notice something saying, hey, your arms look good. Or, hey, I notice X, Y, or Z. But if you don't tell me, I may just notice you have hair. <laughs> you <know>? And that's <laughs> like the very gender neutral thing. I think it go either way where I'm like, if it's important to you, let me know. I will put it on my radar to look for, but again, to assume and expect, like you said, that they're going to know all these things that are important to us—that's a lot to ask of somebody. <laughs> you know, they're keeping track of themselves and you. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and the kids, and the life, and the work, and the everything. Yes, it's it's a lot. And I think that was a great example where you were talking about where she got all dressed up for a date and got upset that he didn't compliment the way that she was looking in her dress or in her outfit. And again, we take these resentments and oftentimes we don't verbalize what we're looking for. And we push them down and we build up this resentment that they didn't notice this and they didn't notice that. And we start keeping score. And that is a great way to sabotage a relationship. You want to talk about self-sabotaging a relationship? That is An excellent way to do that if you want to get out of a relationship is to let those little resentments build up or to not let those resentments go when you ask for something and get it. Just like you said, she asked for it and he turned around and he told her that and she let that resentment go. But I have known people in my life that would hold on to that resentment because they had to ask. And that, again, is a great way to self-sabotage a relationship.
1: I heard a therapist say that most people come into their office because it's a death by a thousand paper cuts. It's not like it was one cheating thing or it was this one big thing. It was all of these little things day after day. That was one more paper cut, one more little wound until you get to this point where you're like, I don't think I like you anymore, let alone love you because you couldn't let go of the resentment and you maybe you didn't trust that what they were saying they actually meant, but you have to figure out either a way to believe them and let go or realize that this is not the relationship for you. Because I don't think you're ever going to be happy. And I don't know how you can ever make that other person happy if you're always just picking at each other for not being psychic and just knowing. Yes. And I think that's a a
0: fair assessment. of death by a thousand paper cuts is so true. And I think a lot of times that resentment can start because we set aside our wants and needs for even just in general, going out with our girlfriends or having hobbies versus staying at home and taking care of the kids and managing the house. And if you're just starting to date, you're probably not in that stage yet, but maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you are in that stage where you don't know who you are anymore. And rediscovering that while you're in a relationship can be done, but it can be challenging as well. There can be a lot of uh, bumps and bruises as you're doing that. So if you are ready to date, but still don't feel like you know who you are or the things that you enjoy. At the same time as you're getting started in that, I would strongly encourage you to go engage in new activities that catch your interest and try them out and find what you like and find some of those things that are just for you because that will fill your cup and that will help you maintain your individuality as you
1: couple up. I think this is why we will never stop preaching that you have to create a life you love before you worry about bringing somebody else into it. Because I think you don't know how to be a better you if you don't know you. If you aren't familiar with this person, especially if you are getting out of a long-term relationship, especially if you've been a mom for umpteen years, especially if you've had all of these other labels that very much defined who you were, to find out who you are and how to be the better, best, working towards (laughs) progress. version of yourself can be scary and hard and not know where to start. So how can you ask for support from somebody new in your life if you have no clue what the best version of you even sort of remotely looks like? So it's why we will always, always, always be talking about finding things that you love, regardless of if anybody else likes them, creating a life that is full and fulfilling and satisfying to you now so that when somebody comes in, It just makes it more awesome and hopefully not more work, right? And where you don't have to hold on to
0: those thousand paper cuts and let them continue to bleed. I know when I was with my ex-husband, that was such a thing because I would just let things go and let things go and I'd be laid back and easygoing. And then one, one thing would happen and I would blow up. I would completely lose my shit and he wouldn't understand. And I would say, it's not just this, it's everything that I've let go. And it's the fact that you're picking all of this other stuff over me. And at that time, I wasn't skilled in asking for what I wanted. I wasn't skilled in talking about my feelings. I wasn't skilled in any of that. And I really wish that I had had us as mentors when I was developing that relationship, because it definitely is a different different ball game this time around but holding on to those resentments do you hold on to them and then blow up all at once and let everything come tumbling out and then get offended when somebody says that it's like you have a rolodex in your head and the cards just come flying out when you get upset that that was the analogy that i used to get told described me
1: Well, and I think it's no secret that why it's this running joke that, you know, when you get into an argument with a woman, you better be prepared for something that you said like six years ago, some midnight when you were half awake, because she's going to have cataloged everything you said and every argument, and all of these things. And I think that obviously it's an over-exaggeration, but I think there's some truth to the fact that if you feel like your needs aren't being met, you're not heard, you're not being listened to, it can be really easy to latch on to every little slight and be like, see, (laughs) This is why you don't do X, Y, or Z, or this is why I don't want to do X, Y, or Z with you. And I think sometimes this comes into a point of maybe this isn't the relationship for you. And I feel like that's a really hard one for most of us, especially if we have feelings and built some sort of a life with somebody being like, are they helping me be a better version of me? Or do I not feel like myself anymore? Have I lost what makes me, me? And I should want to be in a relationship where we're allowed to have separate interests and hobbies and focuses, but can come back and talk about that stuff. And who encourages me to try those things that maybe I'm a little scared to, or who I can encourage to keep trying or keep studying or keep doing whatever they're doing. Sometimes it comes to that point where you have to have that conversation. And I've had this conversation where six months in, I'm like, I have done too much work. To get to where i am i will always choose me as much as it'll hurt and as much as i don't like that idea I can't betray myself. I know what I want, what I'm worthy of, and what I deserve. And I will always choose that. By all means, I hope it's you. I really do. I really hope that this is the one and that we can figure it out and make it work. But just know that I'm not going to abandon myself, my best version and bettering version of myself, just so that I can say I'm in a relationship and I have a boyfriend. Seeing too many women lose so many years, and men too, in a relationship just because they needed that particular safety net.
0: Yes, that's so true. And you were saying something and I don't know where my squirrel brain went to. And I'm like, oh, it's over here, squirrel. But you were saying something in it. So I'm going to change the subject and go back to however you reminded me of that. But we're talking about this and it, it really feels like we're spouting all of this advice to you and be this, do this and have this and that feels like it is you have to change who you are and it is not necessarily changing who you are but it is thinking about who you are from a different perspective and changing your thought process and that takes work and that takes time takes commitment and you have to want to do that but it's ultimately to help you find your individuality and to stay true to who you are versus getting wrapped up in what you've always done And I think about, you know, I think about my boyfriend and some of the stuff that he used to say. And I, you know, if I'm thinking about it, he doesn't say those things anymore or as much, but he used to say, well... I'm a Capricorn. That's just how I am. And it's one of those things. It's like, okay, well, that's how you are. But you know, you don't have to be that way, right? Or he would say something like, I'm Catholic. And okay, so you're Catholic. You know what? This person right here is Catholic too. And look what they're doing. They can do it. Why can't you? And, and there was a moment when I had actually said that to him and he had this light bulb go off. And he's like, oh, you're right. And so that's the same thing here. You can still be you, even if you choose choose to make changes. This isn't about forcing you to make changes, but this is about helping yourself and guiding yourself into an elevated state, raising your vibration, raising your energy and being in a better state personally, being in a better emotional state and being a better partner
1: and having a better relationship in your life. It's always going to be about awareness can't change what you aren't aware of. You can't shift what you aren't aware of. And if you aren't aware that you've fallen back on, you know, I think all the ast- uh, astrology girlies about the Capricorn like but my moon sign, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But that is not, that doesn't force you to be a jerk. right? So <laughs> It's about wanting somebody to encourage you to always find your better. And yes, you may think it's one way, but keeping open to an awareness and keeping open to the possibility that this person maybe came into your life to show you that maybe there is a different path to an even better, more awesome you than you could even dream of.
0: So drop us your stories, tell us about how you have maintained your individuality or have brought yourself authentically to your relationship, share your stories, drop us a line at so to date at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you and we will be back next week with another great episode.